In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Assalamu alaikum. This is The Conviction Project, a podcast where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. My name is Maraj Rana. And I am Farhan Iqbal. Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Rabbi salli ala nabiyyika daiman Lihaadhi dunya wa basin saani You know, I'm very pleased to announce that we got this amazing email um, a couple of weeks ago from Ottawa. And I'll just read out the email to you. Um, uh, I'll save the person's name for confidentiality, but the email says, I've been interested in learning about Islam for a few years now, and I feel that it is a beautiful religion. I came across your podcast while trying to find information about Islam for non-Muslims, and I really enjoy it. I grew up in a very atheist household and have always adopted atheist views. I'm a very open-minded and loving learning and love learning about all religions, but I've taken a particular interest in Islam and its teachings. However, I found combating my atheist automatic thoughts is very difficult. I found it I find I want to accept the religion and believe fully in it. But I do not know how to begin the process of countering my previous beliefs. I know that one should not say the Shahada until they truly believe in it, but I'm not sure if I ever will. It also adds extra difficulties that I'm surrounded by atheist family members and co-workers, as I currently work in a neuroscience lab. What advice would you have for someone with these difficulties? How do you know when it's the right time to say the Shahada? Is it normal to grow very slowly into your beliefs and only have them strengthen slowly over time? I read so many stories of converts who had aha moments where they just knew Islam was the truth, and I'm envious and fearful that I never will. Thank you in advance for any advice. You know, when I read this email, I was really taken back because I think that this is such a humbling, um, it's such a humbling experience for us that someone was able to listen to our podcast and be inspired, but also it's such a genuine experience for someone who's interested in Islam or religion or any sort of new belief to think, you know, does my experience match up? with the experiences that other people are other people know really really well um you know thinking about the converts who've had aha moments i think uh, for someone who doesn't have aha moments this is a very genuine question very genuine concern so today farhan you know i just wanted to talk about a lot of the questions that came up in this uh email about, you know, um, counteracting beliefs uh, with your family. You know, many converts, they, they, and they, there's a great sense of loss in converting that not a lot of people talk about, um, that, you know, you feel that you can't connect with your family in the same way because they hold different beliefs than you, and they start holding different beliefs about you because you um how you, you've changed your faith. So what advice would we give to someone who is in that predicament? I think Maraj, uh, when it comes to this uh, email, um, 
I think people have to understand how faith works, right? And that's a, one of the points of our, our, our podcast where we talk about different kinds of doubts, which itself tells us that faith is not like a black and white mathematical uh, sort of a, you know, conversion. Uh, faith is not that, okay, one day I am, uh, I am, let's say, an atheist or Christian or Jewish, and the next day I decide to convert to some faith, and that's who I am. That's not how it works. I think, I think faith is 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 uh, is something that grows over time, and even in those cases where there are these aha moments, uh, the the best example that I can think of is uh, Hazrat Umar, Raziyallahu okay. Anhu, uh, during the mm-hmm. time of Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, he was uh, a big opponent of Islam. He was even torturing some Muslims. He was always angry when 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 he, when Muslims would be mentioned. And um, at one time, one day, he decided to go and assassinate Prophet Muhammad and and just end it. Right. This was very early in the in, you know just uh, in the early years of the prophethood of Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, and uh, and he takes out his sword and he's walking towards the house of Prophet Muhammad. When someone comes to him and says, you are going to Prophet Muhammad to kill him, uh, but in your own home, your sister has converted to Islam. And he gets so angry and he's like, what are you talking about? And so he goes to his, to his, to his sister's home and confronts her. Right. And in fact, confronts her, her husband first. And uh, and, and the husband um, is reciting the Quran and, 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 and he confronts him. And uh, and he's about to strike him, about to kill him when his sister comes in the way, and 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 prevents it from happening. And and I believe, according to tradition, she even got injured in the process. And then he that injury of his own sister caused him to calm down and 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 assess the situation and uh, and then request his sister to to tell him what this is all about what is the quran all about and his sister says that you're not ready you have to make yourself clean first go and do wudu wash yourself and then come back and let's recite the quran and he does that and when they recited the quran to him that was the aha moment of hazrat umar radiyallahu anhu that totally transformed him as as a human being as a person and and he completely submitted to 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 the faith of islam but I think even in that case, it is, it is not like uh, that very same day he became a perfect Muslim. It must have taken some time, some days, some weeks for him to, to learn. I mean, he had only r- r- listened to a small portion of the Quran at that time. He must have read or, or, or heard uh, other portions of the Quran over the next uh, days and weeks. And that's how his faith grew. Right, it was not just that aha moment and that's it's over. No, it's 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 a growth. Uh, it's it's a process, I think. And 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 faith should be seen that way, and not just for converts. Right, I think even even those who are born. What do you think? We, those who, of us who are born Amadis, isn't it that it is growing all the time? It is changing all the De- time. Definitely, you know, often people criticize religion, saying that oh, you were just born 
into this religion and you've just accepted it because you were born into it. And, and I think even people who are born into religions, they come to a point where they they have some sort of moment where they realize, okay, now this is an active and conscious decision that I'm going to make to continue um, being a Muslim and passing it on to my children, um, you have this moment within you where you make a decision of this is, is this a religion that I want to accept? You know, when I was thinking about your your story of uh, Hazrat Umar, Rizdallah uh, and Hope, I was drawn to you said, you know, he, it's not like he became a perfect uh, Muslim from day one. And, you know, I think the biggest example of that was at the demise of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, that, you know, he got really angry to say, you know, um, who, whoever says that, you know, he is dead, you know, I will kill him. And then Hazrat Abu Bakr is the Told, reminded him of a verse of the Quran which says, you know, that um, really Muhammad is just a messenger and all messengers have passed before him. And I think that really speaks to that he didn't know everything at the time of his conversion, but I think over time he put in that effort. And I think it's with anything. Um, I was reading um, th- th- this, uh, I was listening to this other podcast and, you know, there's this saying in California, you know, follow your bliss. And then another uh, saying, a counter to that is follow your blisters. Um, that, you know, you, you should take the journey which is going to give you a lot of difficulty and that's where growth is going to come from. So I think all things definitely do come out of growth in that way. Yeah, those of us who, who are born uh, Muslims, uh, we go through those changes all the time, especially I think I think in the West, uh, in, in the Western world where... Uh, Muslims are in the, in the minority, and it's not taken for granted that everybody is a Muslim or most people are Muslim. And so we we, we we tend to face a lot of questions about our faith, and especially in a climate of uh, so much Islamophobia, where there are so many questions about Islam and violence uh, associated with Islam, or that people perceive to be associated with Islam, and we 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 are naturally inclined to respond and to learn about our faith, our true teachings, so that we can we can get rid of those doubts that people might have or misconceptions that people might have. And so it's, it's natural, I think, especially in the West, for a Muslim to be growing in the West, growing up in the West, to, to face those challenges to the faith, to face those criticisms to the faith. And over time, those who retain their faith are actually growing in their faith and, 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 and are, 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 are always improving. In fact, there's mm-hmm. even a tradition of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, where he says that learning uh, starts from birth to death. Right. And mm-hmm. from the from the cradle, cradle to, the to the grave. Right. And, yeah. and, and so it's it's uh, it's it's something that that doesn't like it's not like a black and white uh, phase that you enter this uh, zone. And even 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 if you look at the document that that, uh, you know, in, in our Jamaat, we have a document which people sign, uh, it's, it's a pledge that people sign before entering the community. But if you look at that document, it's not like a, it's not like a, you're, you are, uh, you know, s- stating something really big. It's basically, it's basically a prayer of forgiveness. You are affirming your faith in God and Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And then you're just seeking prayers from God to help you grow in your faith. Right. And that's what you're you saying. Know, it, it- 
it's not a revolution it's an evolution right and i think oftentimes we look for revolutions when really we should be looking for evolutions a change is a very slow concept you know i always relate any sort of learning any sort of growth um to to weight loss you know weight loss is the biggest thing that's uh that sticks out for me you know if you want to lose weight it's not going to happen overnight you're going to have to put in effort constantly and work at it work towards your health your physical health and then you will get better. It's also, you know, countless examples, you know, riding a bike, you know, the first time you ride a bike on a a hill upwards, you won't be able to do it. You keep doing it, keep practicing, you'll get better. Um, Practice makes perfect. There's so many sayings in our culture and in our society on how growth looks like and what is the realities of growth. But, you know, I want to come back to this one final question uh, before we close off is, um, you know, uh, one aspect is about the family thing. So maybe we'll come to that as well. But the other one is, you know, how do you know when it's the right time to say the Shahada? How do you know it's the right time to to sign that form uh, of, of allegiance to Ahmadiyyat? When is the right time? When should you do it? I don't think I can I can answer this question objectively. I think it's it's a very personal question. I think it's it, it depends on the person. Uh, f- one thing I, I would say is that have some background knowledge of Islam uh, and not just jump the boat uh, without thinking. Um, but, you know, even that uh, is not entirely true for every person. I've seen a lot of people just make the decision, even not knowing too much about Islam. And uh, later on, they turn out to be very pious, devoted individuals because that initial decision becomes a trigger for them to really um, study hard and, and learn about Islam and, and become very good Muslims. Um, but but if, if you are a person who is inclined to studying and who is inclined to uh, who really wants to think about this, then I would say that uh, take a few months and and read some of the basic uh, um, books about Islam and uh, try to go through one reading of the Quran maybe, right? And, uh, you know, cover to cover. And uh, in the meantime, keep on praying to God for, for more guidance, for more knowledge about Islam. And, uh, and then whenever you feel the time is right, it, it's really a, it's something in your heart, in your, you know, when you feel that it's the right time, you can go for it. Uh, at the same time, the other extreme is not that you keep thinking and then years upon years pass and you don't take the decision. I think a decision is necessary. Um, and, and really it comes to, the bottom line is, it comes to trust in God. You know, you have mm-hmm. to, you have to take the decision and then trust in God that he will guide you it, it it's a really it's a process where there's a lot of dependence upon god a lot of connection with god because ultimately conversion to islam is about becoming closer to god you know it all comes down to the definition of what it means to be a muslim uh, a muslim is one who submits and this aspect of submission and thinking that God is above you, above all other things, um, is a really profound thing when we begin to think about it. And, you know, I always think, you know, the first part of the Shahada 
is there is no God but Allah. And you know, when we heard today's Friday sermon uh, delivered from Spain today, it, it was about these ideas that, you know, that some people make finance, that, like money, their their God. Some people make uh, family, some people make status, they make that their God. But until you don't make God, which is the Lord of all the worlds, your God, and you put that above all other things. So, you know, you were given the example that, if you want wealth, then you want wealth uh, by holding God as an intermediary, you know, until you can do so you acquire wealth for the sake of God. So not just for the sake of attaining wealth. And I think that's also part of it that you have to place your full submission onto God. Yeah. E- even one point was that uh, when we say Rabbana in our prayers, our Lord, in our, our prayers, it, it is meant to say that he is our Lord and Him alone. And we don't rely on our knowledge, on our skills, on our, uh, on our education, on our wealth, on anything else. We only depend on God as the provider, as the one who can, who can take care of all our needs. We don't depend on any other Lord, quote-unquote, uh, such as wealth and, and, and education or skills or whatever. So, so it, it, you know, in c- conversion is the same thing. That it, it, it is all about depending on God alone when you're making that decision. And, and I guess, you know, really quickly to wrap up, uh, because the family piece, I think, is really important. I think it comes up for a lot of converts. Um, would you give the same advice to um, someone who's struggling with their family uh, in regards to converting that they place their trust in God and they, they pray to God constantly and, and, and God will help them out? Because I think what it means to be an Ahmadi Muslim in 2018 is to know that there is a living God who can interfere with your life. Exactly. And and other than depending on God, I think uh, approaching your family members uh, with, with hikmat, with, uh, with wisdom, with, uh, with care, with love, with compassion, showing them that side uh, or the, the true side of Islam, right? Because a lot of times people have misconceptions about Islam. So you know your friends and relatives better. And if you are converting, uh, you know where w- what to talk about and what are the issues that they might have with your conversion and trying to explain to them that Islam is a very peaceful, compassionate religion which teaches love for humanity. I mean, that's what our, our motto is, love for all, hatred for none. And so, you know, we'll just close off with saying that what it really comes down to is that Islam is a religion. Once you've accepted it, you should go through some sort of change. And that change should be seen that so so much so that, you know, your family members know that, oh, okay, you're a Muslim now. You know, you're not going to do the same things that you were doing before. You're a different person. I actually respect that, you know, there's that moment that that family members who come to respect your decisions because they can see um, how much of a better person you've come uh, become after you've accepted Islam. And we'll just wrap up from there. And if you have any more doubts about this topic or any other topics, feel free to reach out to us at theconvictionproject at gmail.com. And like today, we'll be sure to make sure that we can cover up um, any doubts or questions that people have. Once again, this is The Conviction Project, where we leave you with no doubts about Islam.
Muhammadur Rasulullah Salli ala nabiyyina Salli ala Muhammadin Salli ala habibina 